Welcome again to Our Street, Lynn Fisher, with my buddy Kurt Elder, as always. Hi, Kurt. Lynn, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great. No, it's summertime. It's hotter than bejesus out there. Hey, it's, you got to just live with... We can this heat. Yeah, and we're in the day. Yeah. And we have with us today an inside guy, our manager here at KZUM. Hi, Stefan. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. Both that don't know who you are, scenes guy. Tell us about yourself. Give us some background. And ten and a half years ago, uh, me and my buddy Bo Pullman started the show, The Italian Soda Music Machine, uh, which as of this week is coming to an end tomorrow. Oh. So uh, I don't know when this airs, but uh, as of recording, um, coming up on um, that's how that started. Uh, Ryan Evans signed when he was program director. Uh, and I've been involved with KZUM since then in a couple of different capacities. First, uh, multimedia interns when we restarted the in um, I was the multimedia specialist for a couple of years here and uh, about five months ago I came on as program director great wow you've been just just been working your way up that ladder there uh, apparently who Len, knew there was even a ladder Len, here Len, we, we have missed out on some rungs yeah well that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's why we are glad there's people like Stephanie. Two years on that you forget. Yeah, yeah. I know. We had our 10-year uh, anniversary right at the beginning of COVID. Wow. See, I don't even... I, it's just like, <laughs> like so so far back. It yeah. It doesn't just, even register anymore. Whoosh. That's, <laughs> that's the... I wish you all could see my hands. It's like it's hands going up. It's like one part I'm fed up and other part like 100 mile an hour. Okay. <laughs> Belated congratulations, Jim. Yeah, hey, yeah. thanks so much. Yeah. So, so you know, a a program director, you know, is kind of a big term. Can you just break out some of those facets that you do, whether it be on a daily or quarterly basis? Well, a uh, big term for a very broad job in general anyways. Yes, um, yes. The simple elevator pitch is that uh, I sort of decide what shows go on the air and where they go just in terms of day. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff you have to report to the FCC every quarter uh, based on like songs that you play in that quarter as well as um, certain political candidates that come on the air. Um, so keeping track of all that and being sure that you report to the FCC. Uh, now I've heard it's just basically babysitting and herding cats. Well, and that's that's part of it too, but you don't want to you don't want to tell the cats that that's what you're doing, of course. Well, we're not calling Lynn to make tabby. Me, I'm a calico. But well, um, well, we're all volunteers, so Yes. You know. Yeah. Um so essentially just making sure uh, that the on-air programming uh, is running 24-7 is, is usually the day-to-day -day stuff. You know, if someone's going to be gone, making sure that you fill in the gaps with, with something automated or um, just, yeah, just making sure everybody shows up. Well, it's always interesting to me. I mean, I, I'm not involved at all with all the technical parts of, of the radio station. I just show up, you know, and talk. But there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't realize. Mm -hmm. A lot of things that all the pieces and parts that have to fit together and work and make it run smoothly. And emergencies happen, and a lot of people don't even realize when that happens because you've got a lot of things automated and backups and those sorts of things. So it's it's quite a big challenging job. I don't envy your position. <laughs> and just to give some context to it, Casium right now has how many current shows? Rough Justice. Oh gosh, I just. Finish the schedule too. I'd like seventy, maybe. So at least seventy volunteers, plus yeah. some, probably floating around eighty. Probably twice that. I would say yeah. 100, 110 or twenty, maybe. Our, our general manager usually says ninety, uh, between ninety and a hundred. 
Sure. Um, and that's not counting podcasters that come in and, and produce podcasts and do every their week. work there. Yeah. So, so that's so there is the on air portion, and that's what you're in charge of. Then there's the podcast side. Mm-hmm. Are you are you in the management role of that as well, or is that kind of its own beast? Is that what we would call perhaps another kind of cat? <laughs> um, so I was kind of in the in the driver's seat when I was the multimedia specialist. Sure. Kind of took the wheel on that, um, and so I'm still. I've still got one hand on the wheel, but um, our new uh, radio production assistant, Lucas Anderson, is helping a lot with that too. So um, I haven't totally let go of all the responsibility there, but uh, I am I am getting help now. Uh, for, for us uh, senior citizens, talk. We have radio, we have live radio, and you've got a lot of recorded shows. What what exactly is the podcasting part of KZUM? So podcasts sort of allow us to generate content that doesn't necessarily fit on the air or maybe can't fit into a weekly schedule like something like our street so um for example we have uh one podcast that is done entirely in spanish and looks at some community issues but it's not um not enough community issues that come up on a weekly basis it's like here's how you can register to vote in Spanish, or here's how you can, you know, do all these kinds of things. So that's what podcasts allow us to do is, is to still get important content out there, but content that doesn't necessarily fit on a weekly schedule. And people want to access that just through our website? Yes. That's how that's done? Um, yeah. Generally, uh, podcasts are all online. You can get them through like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on our website, which is where we host all of them. Um, However, we do have one spot on the radio dial every Tuesday night uh, between 6 and 7 where we will air one of our podcasts. It, you know, it's a random one each week, um, generally one of the newer ones. But, uh, Just trying to get some traction. Yes. Yeah. So this doesn't sound like a completely or no uninformed question, but Len and I show gets podcast. Could we find our podcast on Spotify or other places, Apple? Or is it we, primarily directly with on the KZUM website? For now, all of the ones that go from an on-air broadcast to um, podcast form is just on our website, but that doesn't mean that we aren't open to uh, putting it on more platforms. We just haven't found a good um, distributor that allows us to have... That linkage. M- ...multiple shows for one, like login account so oh gotcha that makes sense that's generally what we're looking for right now um but uh, once we do find that that's definitely you know something i've wanted to do for a couple years fair enough you know so i I made a note to myself so we have live shows we have a podcast which we just learned more about but kcm also does two other big things one is that they find partnerships within the community and they help them grow and succeed one example that would be either neighborhood neighborhood groups or in the one that comes to my mind would be uh, like, uh, oh my goodness, it's uh, Lincoln Earth Day. <laughs> I'm the board for so long. I'm so sorry to my friends on that board. You know, such a good partner to help them grow and help them to promote not only what they believe, but also what you want to promote. But the but the fourth one that I'm, I'm really interested more more about is that there's also a news component. And that's a pretty new, new position too. Not directly under your purview, mm-hmm. but can you tell us a little bit more about that as well? Yeah, so that's something I've been really excited to get rolling. Uh, or even, is it under your purview? It's not, it's not. But I, I was very um, adamant about getting that rolling because uh, it's something that I've wanted here for a while. And I, I helped with um, 
a, a previous incarnation of KZUM News here. Um, but yeah, we, we finally have a full-time staff position. It's something that we've had decades past um, that I wasn't involved with, but um, we, we have a full-time position entirely dedicated to local news, uh, and our, our news director is Amantha Dickman, and she's doing a great job. Um, and now we have a, a weekly one-hour broadcast all about news uh, here in Nebraska, but specifically in Lincoln. Cool. At the beginning of our conversation, you had said that about 10 and a half years ago, you started a show yourself. And the name of that was again? It, it was. It was. The Italian Soda Music Machine. The Italian Soda Machine. So now from your vantage point, from your experience now, and then with that experience as well, there's this, there's this arc of a lifespan of a show. How do you get people engaged into radio to even have a topic? Or do, or do they mainly just come to you? That's part one. And then two, as you exit a show, what's that process look like? And how do you counsel? No, no, <laughs> you know, counsel, not like, like, so was this a traumatic event? No, no, it's just, you know, just right. time and place for lots of things. How do you exit, help people exit out? Um, okay, First, uh, the first part of that is uh, the unique thing about KZUM compared to other radio entities uh, is that a lot of our programming is pretty niche. And so it's sort of like field of dreams. If you build it, they will come sort of a thing. So uh, generally, people will find the show that they're looking for. Uh, and, and of course, you know, you can market yourselves and, and do as best you can. I'm in the unfortunate position of like most of my peers are not super interested in radio but you know you you can get some of them um and then as far as your your second question about that that leaving a show um the hardest the hardest part i think uh is just finding what to replace it with you know whether or not you have someone waiting in the wings to get that that position um and making sure that it still fits with the flow of the the programming schedule um do you have do you have a, a a list of people that are waiting to get a show going? We did for a long time uh, through the KZUM Programmer Academy, which is just a, a like 10-hour training session that that teaches a, an, a large group of people about FCC guidelines and, and sort of the process of doing a show. Um, that's something that we weren't able to necessarily operate during COVID. Um, so we haven't, we've sort of put most of the people that were waiting in the wings on the air um, already. So um, that is something that we're looking at starting up again uh, this October probably. Um, but for now, we only have like one or two people waiting in the wings. And then again, those people have to have like um, a program that matches what can fit into some of those open holes. So maybe someone that has an electronic show, there I'm not going to put them where Americana used to be. That was my question. Do you try to find a... Do you bend the arc slowly for a time slot, or do you just you know just fit as you can fit? Do you go from Americana to punk rap? Yeah, I, I don't generally. Generally, there's sort of an expectation from our listeners of what kind of music they'll hear at a specific time, and you can you can adjust that over time for sure. But well, we're, um, we're going to take a short break, and then Stefan, when we come back, I want to get maybe an overview from you about the programming and the styles and tastes. So. Don't go anywhere. Anywhere. Stay tuned uh, for a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Lynn Fisher and Kurt Elder and Stefan Decker here on Our Street. And Stefan is our program manager at KZUM. And for the second half of the show, we want to continue asking him 
important questions about his job. So before the break, or at the break time, I'm curious, you started to talk about programming as far as the types of programs and, and the different genres and stuff that we that we have here in KZUM. KZUM is predominantly a blues music station, mm-hmm. right? That's and generally what we're known as, yeah. That's what we're known as, but in this, of course, we're doing this this neighborhood talk show here, Our Street. Can you kind of address generally for people who maybe only listen to one type of thing from KZUM, what else or what what's the big picture for what we offer? Uh, well, the big picture is kind of a big picture. We offer quite a lot. Um, generally, in my mind, we are everything except what is super easy to find. So we're not pop country and we're not top 40 and we're not too much classic rock. But other than that, um, I think we've got a lot of everything else that's out there. So we're, we're just trying to amplify stuff that it is not quite as easy to find on Unique the dial. niche, as you said, yeah. and a real variety of community interests. Sure. So when we have that uniqueness of a station like this, it's kind of hard to pin down the market that you might be hitting. Mm-hmm. So a larger you know, and perhaps for-profit groups will have a market study and they'll say, we're hitting this market, this is our segments, this is the time, the age groups, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. How does a station like this, and if this isn't within your wheelhouse, just let us know, but how does a station like this take that uniqueness when we may not have that study to find that market for it? So how do we take that uniqueness when we don't necessarily? Um, We would probably know who listens to us when just through some... Because they might give us some information too, right? It's not like they hoard all their information. They might give the station some supportive information because we're not competing with them. Right. But when you had said that, you know, shows can market themselves and you've had a show, so you've known some of the challenges to then market. So I'm just trying to get this idea of of then how does all this uniqueness get marketed out to the broader world? Is it it just known as KZUM's got some unique programming? Google it. Yeah. Learn about it. I mean... If if we're being super blunt, that is sort of the gist of it. But we do get Which our yeah, we do get ourselves out there with stuff like Stransky and and maybe you know catch the attention of people that aren't even listening to radio. Um, so it's word of mouth, social media, that kind of friends thing. Yeah, friends. and I, and I think a that's tighter, just a tighter network of connection. Yeah, and I'd say that word of mouth has usually done the best for places like KZUM. Just you know. We're, you're not going to see us on a billboard as yeah. easily. For me, I mean, before I got involved with the station, <clears throat> it was, you know, flipping through the channels and listening to some stuff that I thought was interesting. Yeah. You know, I used to listen to uh, some Saturday morning stuff when I was working or driving, and I hit KZUM, and what's this guy talking about? UFOs, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Of course, <laughs> that, that show. But, and, and, or old-time, you know, music. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the old uh, dance band music and stuff. So, and then blues. I mean, they're just hitting that for the afternoon, you know, mm-hmm. in time when you when you play the blues. It's really interesting because I'm the type of guy on in the car, especially I'll flip the dials and listen to whatever th- pops up that sounds interesting. So that's Same. how I found out about KZUM, just, just by chance. And I think a, another big draw is that we're not talking about... Um, the biggest carathon for two minutes every you know seven or eight minutes um, <laughs> yeah. to to not drop 
you know, any specific brands. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> exactly. Matter of fact, when a commercial comes on, that's when I start turning oh, the yeah, dial. Exactly. You know, yeah. A lot of people do. <laughs> so, no, so a question just, just to this would be that, you know, just learning how we have those connections. So, you know, I just usually just am going online and giving my donation that way, but I just didn't know if there was a forum someplace that, that I would say I, I listened to KZM because a friend got me in random Blah, blah, blah. You can leave that on your donor form. We don't specifically ask for that information, sure. but you're you're welcome to leave any comments at all you want sure. on that donor form. So so one of the best things that I that I've enjoyed about KZM, especially when they're doing a live show within within the studio, and it always makes me laugh every week. There's a big jar and it's the pun jar. <laughs> now I don't think the pun jar is being fully enforced. It's uh, it can't be because I've never put anything in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I know that I have completely just enjoyed some pretty poor puns and my, like <laughs> and even when I'm doing shows on like Zoom I'm like I need to go put some money in that jar but I don't think it's grown very well right yeah I I haven't enforced that but uh that that certainly could be a goal for for fiscal year 2023 oh there we go <laughs> we'll we'll solve some of our fundraising efforts that way other things would be you know so you've been the program director for 6 months so that's sound about right roughly yeah not not quite but not yeah so, so there's lessons learned from prior program directors, prior XYZ, and lessons learned in, in this first six months. So let's go from, from be, before you started, what were some big lessons learned that you think that helped KZU and be a better radio station? Um, I think uh, one of our previous program directors, I'm going to name drop him again because he was, he was a great program director. Ryan Evans um, did a great job of just listening to you whether or not, you know, your problem was a big deal, an easy fix, trivial. He always listened, um, and I think that's that's really important, and I think that goes a long way um, to making sure that everybody that comes in every week and, de- you know, donates their time, um, they feel listened to, and I think that's really important because that makes them happy, and then when they're happy, that makes their show better um, and just, in general, creates a better environment. Well, yeah. So, so that's some lessons that you learn from others. You've had some. There's been some fun things happening <laughs> in like the past like six months. It seems like you're just running from fire to fire sometimes. Yeah. And as Lynn would say, sometimes the public doesn't know that, but it's because it takes a lot of good people behind the scenes, being supportive and doing the right thing that the you know that the broader general public may not know that. What are some of those challenges that you wouldn't mind sharing that? that uh, you have learned some good lessons from? Uh, I've learned uh, quite a bit of, of troubleshooting. That's It's something I'm a little bit uh, naturally skilled at in the first place, but I've learned how to troubleshoot entirely new pieces of hardware, uh, and I've learned a lot about um, security, just in general, uh, both uh, digital and, and uh, physical security. Um, and I've learned a little bit more about just signal flow, how the signal goes from our studio here to our transmitter and and how that operates a little bit. Talking about COVID, I mean, um, you came in the middle of it to be the program director, more like towards the tail end, but how did COVID change the station? Um, I think it created just a little bit more caution, I would say, just in general. Um, like Like we mentioned before, we're dealing with 90 to 100 volunteers every single week and we've got just that many different kinds of people with that many different kinds of situations and so taking the most cautious approach 
um, possible while still being, I'm going to say reasonable. Not everybody always felt at times that that was the case. Um, but like I said, we're, we're dealing with a lot of different people with a lot of different situations. So taking caution, um, it became very important to us sure. and just making sure that everybody felt safe. I know for our show, I mean, we just did a lot of Zoom interviews. Mm-hmm. A lot <coughs> of Zoom interviews. A lot. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we, we lost that in two years. We're like, well, so w- our first show back in the studio, it was a frantic mess for me. I'm like, which <laughs> button do I push and trying to get things ready, sign things. It was. And even now, I mean, we, we're, we're recording here in the studio, but uh, it's easy now. I mean, it's it's like falling off a log to go ahead and set somebody up on a Zoom interview and just do it and, and be all set to go. So from my perspective, I mean, not having that you know, personal interaction with the other programmers and, and yourself and mm-hmm. other folks in the station when we don't have to show up. Mm-hmm. Kurt does. Kurt has to come in. <laughs> <laughs> I need my people fixed, you know. That's all right. <laughs> no, you know, when, when, we, when we think about... So I'm going to go back briefly and talk about that KCM Programmer Academy. One, because you said that you're trying to get that back and going. I didn't know if there's a link that you wanted to share or, 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 or a way that you can promote that. But is there certain kinds of shows that you're interested in looking for and that our listeners might you know plant a seed in their mind? Well, um, So that's two questions, really. <laughs> we don't have a link set up right now because we don't have a date set. Um, that's something on the agenda, honestly, for this week um, to figure out with, with Carrie, the general manager. Um, but we will have that front and center, not only on our website, but on our social media accounts when we do have that ready to go. And we'll be running announcements probably on the air for that uh, as well. I am interested um, in getting some Americana because we do have uh, a hole open right now for some Americana programming. Um, I am interested in some more um, urban or hip hop. Um, we have some of that on Saturday night, but some of it's pre-recorded. Um, and not necessarily consistently updated. So I'm, I'm interested in a little bit of that. And I'm interested in um, an environmentally focused program um, that can produce live on a weekly basis. We have um, a podcast application that came in that I'm very interested in, but I'd love to have something every single week on the air. Now, when you say Americana, what, what is it? Folk yeah, music? thank you. Yes. Yeah. So probably he's like, like, well, if I don't know what it is, chances are that I'm not listening to it. <laughs> and I don't know. Uh, yes, generally <laughs> like like folk music, bluegrass. Um, I'd especially love some like modern folk. You know, we've got quite quite a few programmers that are playing um, some more classic folk, but some some modern folk to, to fill out, you know, what that scene like, looks like, like right now. Like Nickel Creek? Yeah, a little bit like yeah. Nickel Creek. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah, good stuff. Man, I am just in the... I, we I, we I saw them the, in concert down at the uh, oh, Rococo. Nice. Oh, excellent. That was unbelievable. How long ago was that? That was a long time ago. Okay. They did, they you know, they have their, their regular show, and then they did a really cool part at the end where they said, everybody be really quiet, and they turned off all their electronics, and they just played their instruments. Oh, yes. And then they kind of sang real soft. It was really interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet. I dig that. Yeah, it was fun. So we have about three minutes left. When we look at the goals that you have, perhaps for your portion of the pie here at KZM, Mm -hmm. I know that, so I want to learn more about those short, medium, long range term goals that you would have for yourself within your role. But also, can you perhaps tell us what some of those broader goals would be for the station? Well, 
the biggest goal we had um, for sure was getting a news director in here. Uh, and so check that one off. Man, we did it. It, it, it took a couple years, but uh, we're very happy to have a paid staff person doing that. Um, making sure that we can pay our interns is a, is a big goal of ours. Um, we also, sh more short term, uh, want to get a new, better website. It works, but it needs to be better. And so that's a bit of a shorter term. Um, I've got a couple bigger pieces of equipment I want to get replaced. Um, and so that's, that's a little bit of a shorter term. Um, but long term, we're hitting a lot of our goals right now. Obviously, we want a new transmitter. Um, and that's something that we've been working toward for a while. Have there been any grant opportunities or COVID money or recovery you know, economic recovery money that you can tap into? There's, there's been quite a few um, grant applications that, that we're currently going through right now, and a lot of that is going to go toward that new transmitter. Um, and, and that's more of a question for the general manager. Uh, I, I don't want the job that, that deals with the money, but... Um, <laughs> uh, I, he just wants to make sure that we sound good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate that. But, uh, but yes, you know, we're, we're getting close to having a lot of the dominoes fall in place for something like that. It's just a matter of executing yeah. and installation. And of course, it's always important to look for and get that support from our listeners. Absolutely, yeah. Always. Well, yeah. Lynn, I know that we have uh, uh, talked about a lot of issues here, um, but I will just you know, perhaps leave this as a fun question towards the end. What's your skill with, a, with um, uh, repairing fiber right now? <laughs> those, of, those of you who may not know, there was a, a, a fiber break that, that connects the station to our transmitter, and we, were, uh, we weren't playing live shows for a little while. And yeah. so, but I just remember reading that, I'm like, wow. It was that was let, uh, let's see Stevan fix this one. <laughs> I luckily I didn't have to actively fix it, but man, I was I was down at the hot terminal building that are currently under construction. I was there for about four four hours when I should have been you know home putting the babies to bed. So it was it was a long night, but uh, but you learned a lot. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, learned a lot, uh, and I, I really appreciate um, <laughs> our internet provider gentlemen that were there helping us out. Wonderful. So. Uh, uh, my last question is kind of a fun one, and this is it. Now knowing what you know, are you still glad you took the job? Absolutely. Yeah. I never, I, I didn't know that this was the job I was working toward. Uh, you know, I, I went back to school because of my volunteer time at KZUM. Um, and so I never expected to even have the opportunity to be in this position. So I'm stoked. Well, we're Very glad good. you are. Stefan Decker, thanks so much for being our interviewee. Yeah, thanks for having me, gentlemen. You bet.